thankful for thankful for my mom and uh, dad and of course uh, we're blessed to have my wife's folks alive and and they've been sick with COVID but <clears throat> seem to be improving some and a lot of prayer requests. Caitlin um, has been um, she started breaking out and um, uh, they um, told her it's one of a couple of different conditions. They've done blood work to check on on one. If, if it is, I've, I've forgotten the name of it, colistum? Cholestasis. Cholestasis. Then they will have to induce labor and take the baby early. Uh, but um, if it is just a dermatological or skin issue, that's uh, she uh, has... Uh, wakes up and and uh, she itches and breaks out and hives. So um, she doesn't have a fungus that we know of. She's been to the dermatologist, uh, but they're uh, treating her. So a lot of people to pray for, a lot of mothers, mothers-to-be. I know uh, we're thankful for Kelly, just had a baby, and Brooke, and they're both seem to be doing well. So praise the Lord. That's good. Good report. Our new, our new mothers, and so we're glad you're here. I, uh, I uh, want to uh, just uh, look in the Word of the Lord. We have uh, have been uh, talking about last week. We were talking about um, uh, different aspects of being in Christ and the revelation of Jesus and so forth. And I. I just uh, really um, got to uh, thinking about uh, some uh, nostalgic uh, things. My mother, uh, I, anyway, I'll show you. Uh, we are growing. We have a great history here. I'm thankful for great legacy. And I want to talk about being in his image and in his likeness. Everybody say, image and likeness. And I understand, these young people that are sitting up here have no understanding of um, how difficult it was to get a picture at one time because they have cell phones and they take hundreds of them, thousands of them, millions of them. Um, and I remember going on vacations, and, um, and we would, I would buy one roll of film per day and then maybe an extra one, you know, so that I could take a roll, which would have been either 24 or 36 pictures, and that was all you could take. And <clears throat> you never knew how they came out till you took them back and got them developed and then went through and said, look, I've got... 24 pictures of my left finger. And uh, isn't that beautiful? And what is this thumb that's in the middle of every photo? And why is it not held? And you had F-stops. And of course, <coughs> I um, was uh, in high school and worked in the uh, uh, graphics department, uh, the, the photography department, and we learned how to uh, develop photos in a uh, dark room and pour all the chemicals and the cameras that we used, you, you bent down like this and you looked into it and it was opposite and it had a screen and if you moved it up, it went down and down and up and anyway, and then you had to take it and it was black and white and on a big roll and anyway, Y'all don't know anything about that, but it's all right. And uh, then, of course, um, you know, slides or whatever, pictures and those. Now you can just uh, take about six and pick out the one you like and zip it to Walmart or to whatever your photography place is, <clears throat> and they can print it up on a on a on a looks like where it looks like a painting or they could print it on a canvas or a cardboard stock or probably you don't even do that. You just click it and photo and shoot it somewhere else. And then now we are in 
what's commonly or becoming commonly to be known as AI, and so artificial intelligence. So there are websites where you can say, generate me a picture of a pink elephant with green ears and dots, and boom, it has a, what looks like an image of a pink elephant with green ears and yellow stripes or whatever. And so that whole sense of image is very different now than maybe years ago. Of course, before Kodak, uh, for those of you who may not be aware that you actually had to, there were people that painted portraits and uh, you know, they would sit down and paint your portrait and you would go and they would paint it. Anybody ever seen a portrait of someone being painted. If you go to like a governor's mansion or the uh, <coughs> various museums in uh, the Washington, you'll see pictures of past presidents and, and they were good. They could paint them on a big horse or they could paint them, you know, leading a battle charge or uh, whatever. And that was an image of whatever the event. And that event could be a historical event um, there's my mother sitting talking to a lady downtown Newark, for those of you who don't know. That's another image. It's not my mother uh, who is here, uh, but it's two ladies. I don't know who sat for that. Uh, does anybody know the name? I don't. Uh, there are some. There's another uh sculpture over on OSU or we have two or three in town and they're, they've got a, and, and some of them are not made in anybody's likeness but they're an image. Uh, you can look at that and go there are two ladies right? You recognize the image. <clears throat> you recognize the photograph and the photograph, you know, my wife used to, when after we were married, I, before we were married, I would take things that I thought were aesthetically beautiful, whether it was a landscape or a building or scenery or flowers. And my wife would get my photos and she would say, there's no people in them. Throw these away. You'll never look at these again. And she was right. I got, I won't tell you, my mother does the same thing. She has, I, 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 can, I can give her some slack. She taught art, and so she would put these images up and let her students draw them at one time. But we have thousands and thousands of photos of flowers and buildings and things that she would later draw and sunsets that she would paint. But uh, my wife came through and said, I need to see pictures of people. So now I would have Brother Rob like stand beside the Grand Canyon and get his shoulder and half his head <laughs> so that it pleased my wife with the ha part of an image and then it got me with the picture of the Grand Canyon. But uh, the point is, you understand, everybody here knows this is not, uh, you know, second grade. You know what an image is and you know where that first is mentioned in the Bible. Genesis, the first chapter and the 26th verse, the very beginning, uh, the Lord spoke and said, let us make man in our image and after our likeness in our image and our likeness. And let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the fowl of the air, over the cattle, over the earth, over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God created he him, male and female created he them and God blessed them and God said unto them be fruitful, multiply, replenish the earth, sub and subdue it and have dominion over the fish of the sea, the fowl of the air 
every living thing that creeps on the earth or that uh, is on the earth. So that man would have dominion. So we were made in his image. We were not asked at the very beginning to worship him. We were not asked to bow down before him. We were not asked to be uh, anything other than his representation on earth. We were to be in his image and to operate like him. Now I understand we come, we worship, we praise, we ask the Lord and we'll talk about why we do some of that. But the point of it all is that we were designed, that was the command, was to be in his image and in his likeness. Paul in the New Testament understood this concept and began to write about it in the end of 1 Corinthians, the 15th chapter. This letter, of course, was written to a church that had a lot of problems, a lot of fighting, a lot of strife and turmoil, a lot of jealousy, a lot of bickering. And he said to them, they were, they were arguing over who was the greatest and all of these things. And he says, and he begins to kind of bring it all to a close after he's talked about the gifts of the Spirit and talking in tongues and the fruit of the Spirit and all of these things. And he says, uh, so it is written, the first man, Adam, was made a living soul. And the last Adam was made a quickening spirit. Talking about Jesus. Becoming the last Adam made a quickening spirit. How, by, how be it, that was not first, which is spiritual, but that which is natural. And afterward, that which is spiritual. The first man is of the earth, earthy. The second man is from, of the Lord from heaven. As is the earthy, such are they also that are earthy. As is the heavenly, such are they also that are heavenly. And as we have borne the, what does he say? Image of the earthy, we shall also bear what? The image of the heavenly. So what Paul was saying is, <clears throat> yes, we have flesh and blood. We are descendants of Adam. But we are supposed to bear not only the image of our earthy bodies, our earthly bodies, but we are supposed to bear the image of a spiritual body. Now, he continues on in Colossians uh, in a, another area where he says, giving thanks unto the Father which hath made us to be meet or hath made us meet to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints in light who hath delivered us from the power of darkness. Everybody say darkness. And hath translated us into the kingdom of his dear son in whom we have redemption through his blood, even the forgiveness of sins, who is the image of the invisible God. So he was saying Christ was the image of the invisible God. Now, translating this out of darkness, for those of you who have ever tried to take pictures, you know that on the back of this little wonderful gadget is also an LED light. Now before they had them all compact like this, you had to have a flash and you had to have batteries in it and you had to, you know, you didn't want it to flash directly on it, you wanted to do it up and and then you have, if you go, if you're really cool, you have studios where you have all these extra flashes. And at the moment of the picture, it's all geared up to where when you punch the button to expose the film, what happens? Light. Because 
It's kind of hard to get a good image in the dark. Okay? You know, we turn out all the lights, take away all the light, and say, take my picture, honey. How come it looks so not like me? <laughs> because, unfortunately, it was, the film was exposed in the dark. All right? So are you following me? So <clears throat> the Lord took us out of darkness so that we would all of a sudden reflect the image of God. Now, because he was in the image of the invisible God, the firstborn of every creature, and he is the head of the body, the church, Everybody say the church. Who is the beginning, the firstborn from the dead, for it pleased the Father that in him should all the fullness dwell. And I talked last week about all the fullness being in us, the fullness of the Lord, and why all of that is important. Now, I, I understand, and I don't, I, I don't want to, uh, I am like you, sickened, horrified when you continue to hear about shootings and mass shootings and killings and what I don't know the details on the latest thing event in Texas or someone told me, my dad told me that there was a shooting in Columbus and the horrific things that are going on that are violent and dark and we'll talk about uh, that was the same as in the days of Noah. The point of all of that is, that is darkness. That is sick. That is horrid. That is terrible. And I know, you know, maybe because of having a, a, an assault gun, he could kill nine or eight, uh, whatever, quick, more quickly than he could with a knife. But don't be fooled. The UK, who has no guns, they have a murder that is on 40 and 50% upswing with machetes and knives and killing. And so we are seeing our society go into what we would say is darkness, perversion, and an untoward generation. Okay? It's frightening. It's terrifying. Not you know, okay, I'm going to make sure I've got my 38 or my 9 millimeter. It's not that that's where my safety is. It lets me know the hour in which we're living. It is sick. It is sin-soaked. I understand. I've been mad enough that, you know, <clears throat> I could have punch somebody or hit somebody. I don't think I've ever been mad enough to kill somebody, but I might would have gotten that mad if I let myself go. The point is, we don't do that because hopefully it's dark. We recognize that spirit of anger and violence and murder and rage is not appropriate. It's not of God. God does not come to steal, kill, and destroy. He came to bring life and life more abundantly. And hopefully the life that is in me recognizes that's not a good spirit. No matter how mad somebody makes me, I don't go there because hopefully I bear the image of the light. When you have no light, anyway, it pleased the Father that in him should all the fullness dwell. Now, just as an aside, I, 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 kind of quickly, when you look at uh, the book of Revelation, the fourth chapter, which is commonly thought of as, okay, the rapture of the church, and you look at the throne. After this, I looked, behold, a door was opened in heaven, 
And the first voice was like a trumpet saying, come up higher and show me of things hereafter. Immediately I was in the spirit and behold, a throne was set in heaven and one sat on the throne and he that sat was to look upon like a, everybody say Jasper and Sardine stone. And then there was a rainbow and there was all of this. When you go to the end of the book of Revelation, the 21st chapter, and John sees the new Jerusalem, the holy city of God, which is a type of the church, a type of the bride. We are making up the new Jerusalem, a building fitly framed together. Everybody know those verses, <clears throat> the temple of God, Here's what it says. Having the, he showed me that great city, holy Jerusalem, descending out of heaven from God, having the glory of God. Her light was like a stone most precious, even like a what stone? Jasper, clear as crystal, walls of jasper, city of pure gold, foundations were all precious stones, jasper, sapphire, chalcedonia, emerald, and it goes on and on and on. What are you saying? The throne, the image, Jasper, guess what we're supposed to be? Jasper, emeralds, precious stones. The image and likeness of God. When you get to heaven, you see the throne and the city match. We're supposed to be in the image and likeness of God. Now, what are you saying? The angels, will they be those precious stones? No. In the breastplate of the priests, there were precious stones. But this is not about each stone represented a tribe. We can go through all of that. But Hebrews, the first chapter, the 13th verse says, but to which of the angels said he at any time, sit at my right hand until I make thine enemies thy footstool? Are they not all ministering spirits sent forth to minister for them who shall be heirs of salvation? What are you saying? I'm saying the angels can't make up the precious stones that are going to be there in heaven. You know who's supposed to be? looking like we're in the image of God? We are. We are made in the image and in the likeness. Now you say, well, what are you, a diamond, a jasper, an emerald? I, I don't know. Some days I think I'm in darkness. You put all those rocks in darkness, guess what? How do you know which is which? I could hand you a handful of gravel. Say, here's $10 million worth of diamonds uncut in the dark. You don't know. Bring them to the light and you go, man, pastor cheated me. He gave me sapphires. That's why what's going on in the darkness that is encroaching upon our world, the gross darkness. Simon Peter on the day of Pentecost, all of you remember when he said it. You've read it. Not you weren't there, but you've read it hundreds of times. Being in an apostolic service, you've heard it. Then Peter said unto them, what? Repent, Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of the... Jesus Christ for the remission of sins and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. Then he said, for the promise is unto you and to your children, to all that are afar off, even as many as the Lord our God shall call. And with many other words did he testify and exhort saying, save yourselves from this untoward generation.
What are you saying? I repented. I was baptized. I got the Holy Ghost. I'm through. You're not through. You have to be transformed into the image of Almighty God. You got a great start. You got a great beginning. But there is a transformation that's got to take place. And I understand Galatians, he told them, he said, grace be to you and peace from God the Father, from our Lord Jesus Christ, who gave himself for our sins, that he might deliver us from this present evil world according to the will of God and our Father to whom be glory forever and ever. Amen. In Philippians, wherefore my beloved as you have always obeyed not as in my presence only but now much more in my absence work out your salvation with fear and trembling. Why would you say work? And I know there's a whole debate over are you saved by grace or are you saved by works? Are you saved? Let me tell you, the salvation that comes from God is free. It's the gift of God. It's grace. But then you've got to start applying that blood and that water and that word to your heart and life. And you've got to work this thing out to become in the image and in the likeness of Almighty God. And one of the first ways is by staying in in the light. You cannot be in the dark. There's not a, even in a dark room, they have a little red light on there so that you don't put the photo in the wrong batch of chemicals. I've never seen a sculpture that worked in the dark. You say, well, you know, maybe a blind man who Learn to live with his handicap. But he said here, work out your salvation with fear and trembling, for it is God which works in you, both to will and to do of his good pleasure. If it is God that's working in me, I have to open the door and let God work. Because that's why he said, I stand at the door and knock. It, let me come in. If I were to say to any of you, I want to hire you to clean my house, my office, my barn, but you can't get in. You'll have to stay outside. I don't want to let you in. See what a junk hole it is. You can't get in there and work, but I want you to clean it up. What are you going to say? You're goofy. <laughs> right? Amen. And so if I don't keep opening up to him, how does he change inside so that I can be on the outside in his image? We sing the song, Jesus on the inside, working on the outside. Oh, what a change. Think about it. But if I don't let him on the Amen. And if I come and I just, hallelujah, glory to God, good to see everybody. Oh, look what she's got on. Isn't that great? And I walk out and I don't pray. I don't read the word. I don't do anything. And then I go, I don't understand. I, Lord, hadn't, I, I'm still battling anger and frustration and huh, fear and anxiety. And I've got spirits all. He said, he goes on and he said, one of the first things you're going to have to do, Paul told the Philippians, now he was writing from jail. He said, you got to shut your mouth at times. Quit griping. Do all things without. I don't like this and I don't like that and this is wrong and that's wrong. Huh? How is God going to get to working on the inside, 
if I'm grumbling about the condition of my life. Let me tell you something. Everybody in here's got issues and things that are going on. And you can either focus on all the bad stuff or you can say, you know what, Jesus, I want you to come in. I want you to work on my life. I want you to heal my body. But if you don't, I'm still going to praise you. I'm still going to worship you. Why? Because I want you to start changing me on the inside so that I'll be more like you on the outside. You say, well, that, that's, that's pretty heavy duty here. Well, let, let me just show you. He said, do all things without murmurings and disputings that you may be blameless and harmless, the sons of God, without rebuke. Where? In the midst of a crooked and perverse nation among whom you shine People ought to say, I don't know, but something's different about you. You're shining a light on everything and everywhere around. People, you're just like me. We're, you know, yeah, I don't like this. I don't like that. He said, be careful because you're supposed to be in the image and likeness. Well, I can cuss as much as the last one. I don't want them to think that I'm not strong or tough or bad or big. Honey, I don't want to join their darkness. I want to, among whom you in this crooked and perverse, holding forth the word of God. It's not what I say. The word of life that I may rejoice in the day of Christ that I have not run in vain nor neither labored in vain. Yea, and if I be offered up on the sacrifice and service of your faith, what did he say I do? I joy and if I am offered up as a sacrifice, I rejoice, I joy with you all. For the same cause also do you joy and rejoice with me. And I know we've got Noah sitting here. And and I thought of Noah, not this Noah, but the Noah in the Bible. Because when I was hearing all the stuff yesterday, and I know yesterday started with coronation of a king for the first time in 70 years that England's done that and I heard snippets where he vowed before God and the King of Kings and I'm thinking all these things that he's saying he vows and I thought, oh God, he's supposed to be now the head of the, the church and I'm sorry. From what I've little I've read about him, I don't see Jesus in him. I don't see Jesus in the way he treated his wife. I don't see Jesus in the way he treated his children. I don't see Jesus in a lot of that. I see a man that was interested in saving his kingdom and his wealth and his money. That's what I see. Pretty self-centered. Sorry, I know you didn't ask for my political commentary. But I'm just telling you, you can watch him, you can buy his books or whatever, or get up at five in the morning to see it. It's wonderful and lovely and beautiful. And, but <laughs> I would tell my own two sons-in-law, I would rather have you be like somebody who knows the Lord been baptized in Jesus' name, filled with the Holy Ghost, has gone through all kinds of things, suffered rather than to sit on that throne and have however many millions that you make and that you got for, you know, you didn't have to pay the death tax. 
sex and whatever because of who you are. That, that royalty doesn't matter. But one of these days we're going to a city whose foundation and builder and maker is God. And I want you to know I'm not going to be bowing down at his feet or kissing his hand. I'm going to be sitting in his own seat with him as part of the body of Christ. Sitting in the seat with him as his bride, not just a separate entity. Paul says, go back to Noah, sorry. And the earth was corrupt before God. Are we getting there today? The earth was filled with violence. Getting there today? I'm, I'm not the best driver in the world. Brother Richard prays for me all the time. <laughs> but I get amazed, you know. I kind of know what they're thinking, you know. It's like if I'm going up here and turning to the right and I'm kind of just going mind my own business. If somebody in the left lane thinks that I'm trying to get in front of them, Y'all never had that happen. But I'm like, I'm not even trying to get ahead of you. I'm just getting up here to turn right. But then it becomes kind of fun. I'll push it down a little harder. Zing. So that's why you got to pray for me. And then, whoo, and they drive fast. I'm just like, well, now we got a game going on now. Now it's funny. Let me see if I can. So then we stop at the red light. Now it's, oh boy. I'm going to see if I can go out. And I don't have a hot, fast car, you know. It's a little Honda. But oh, it's fun to see them, you know. And I realize my wife, I, I can only do that with Brother Richard because my wife says, now honey, you've got a CAC sticker on the back of your car. <laughs> Sorry, sorry. I'll do better. Sorry. I'm supposed to be in somebody's image and likeness. And I, of course, unfortunately, you see, I don't have any, I don't have any emotional connection to it, but I can just feel the cortisol roaring in that vehicle over there. It's like their blood pressure is increasing and <laughs> The veins are popping out in their neck, and it's just kind of like comical to me. Sorry. That's confession. But the earth was filled with violence. But anymore these days, you know, now somebody will take a gun and shoot at you. And God looked on the earth, and behold, it was corrupt. For all flesh had corrupted his way on the earth. And God said unto Noah, The end of all flesh is come before me, for the earth is filled with violence through them, and behold, I will destroy them with the earth. Make thee an ark of gopher wood, room shall thou make in the ark. What was he doing? He was saying, I want you to make an ark to shut yourself off from this earth. You know what Simon Peter, when he got into the New Testament and he was explaining this, he said, for Christ also hath suffered for our sins, the just for the unjust, that he might bring us to God, that he might put to death in the flesh, but quickened by the Spirit by which also he went and preached unto the spirits in prison. The prisons then were not like club fed now. They were holes in the ground and it was dark. And he said, he preached to those spirits which sometimes were disobedient when once the long suffering of God waited in the days of Noah while the ark was preparing wherein few, that is eight souls, were saved by water. The like figure whereunto even baptism doth 
also now save us. Not the putting away of the filth of the flesh, but the answer of a good conscience toward God by the resurrection of Jesus Christ. What are you saying? When you step out of the darkness of this world and pass through the waters of baptism, you're saying, I want to take on the image of Almighty God. I was buried with him. I want to look like him. I want to act like him. I want to be like him. The land was so crooked and perverse that Pharaoh could make a decree to throw healthy, live children into an alligator-infested river just because he's tired of them giving birth to healthy babies and was afraid they would outnumber his people. Selfish, greedy, self-centered motives. We see so many ladies, men that have gone to clinics basically because they didn't want to be bothered. They didn't want to have the responsibility of a child. They didn't want to deal with it. Why? They throw them away. You, you don't think God knows the crookedness of this hour? The perversity of this hour? It's not because, oh, well, there was a violent rape or some situation. No, it's just a way that I can get rid of any responsibility. How crooked and perverse. It's no different than they were in Egypt, folks. And how did the Lord save them? Brought them through the Red Sea, passed them through the water got him out in the wilderness, and he found out that they had a lot of the corruption in them. It took 40 years to get it out of them. Even then, it didn't get out of them. The tabernacle, later the temple, and, and he built it to where they would come to an altar and humble themselves and a type of repentance. And then the next step, even though they didn't get to go through it, was the laver of water or the Red Sea or the, 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 the sea that was before the temple that sat on the backs of all the oxen, the golden sea. There, what are you saying? That before you could get into the holy place, there had to be a separation. I want to tell you the same as applies. That's that's why when Peter said, repent and be baptized, every one of you in the name of Jesus, save yourself. He was saying, you've got to make a stop, a switch from the old life to the new life, and you've got to pass through the water. I believe in baptism more than I've ever believed it. John the Baptist came preaching about the need to escape this generation of vipers. He said, these are snakes. These are rotten, lousy snakes. And you know what he was talking about? The Jewish religious leaders. You don't think religious leaders can be snakes? John seemed to think they were. He wasn't trying to start a new religion. What are you saying? We're living in an hour where there's corruption. You don't think, well, and I know, well, the politicians there, none of them are corrupt. Preachers, none of them are corrupt. Nobody's corrupt. Let me tell you something. As long as you're living in this world, in this darkness, if you don't stay in the light and let the Lord transform you by His Spirit, that, that's what, you read it very carefully. I mean, let, me, let me go on here. I'm, I, Romans, the eighth chapter, I'm going to read some of these and then I'll stop. I, I, I'll read these next three slides. I'll be done. I'm sorry. Romans 8, I know my time is up. There is no condemnation. You can read the whole chapter when you go home. <clears throat> to those that are Christ Jesus who walk not after this image, but after the Spirit. For they that are of the flesh 
do mind the things that are of the flesh, but they that are of the Spirit do mind the things of the Spirit. For to be carnally minded is what? Death. But to be spiritually minded is? So then they that are in the flesh cannot please God, but you are not in the flesh, in the Spirit. Now were they dead and gone or were they alive? They were alive, but he was saying, you've got to stop acting, taking on this image, and you've got to get in this image. But you are not in the flesh, but in the Spirit. If so be that the Spirit of God, the Spirit of God, everybody say the Spirit of God, dwells in you. If so by that the Spirit of God dwell in you, and if any man have not the, now he calls it the what? Spirit of Christ. I'm not sure which one it is. It's either God or Christ or the Holy Ghost. Not really sure. Unless you want to believe they're all three one, but that's up to you. Then he said, if Christ be in you, everybody say Christ be in you. The body is dead because of sin. But the Spirit is life because of righteousness. But if the Spirit of him that raised up Jesus from the dead dwell in him, so that, that's where you get the Holy Ghost, raised up Jesus from the dead. So now I don't know which one it is. Spirit of God, Spirit of Christ, Spirit of Holy Ghost. That's a great way to look at it. Just make them all the same. He that raised up Christ from the dead shall quicken your mortal bodies by his spirit that dwelleth in you. Who shall lay anything to the charge of God's elect? It is God that justifies. Who is he that condemneth? It is Christ that died. Yea, rather is risen again. Who is even at the right hand of God? Now wait a minute. This throws everything off. Because is Christ in me or is he at the throne of God? Is the Holy Ghost in me or is it the Spirit of God? I'm just totally lost here. Is he there or is he here or where is he? That's a great way to look at it. Let's just say he's everywhere. Making intercession. And then you know what he goes into? Some of my favorite verses. Who shall separate us? from the love of God. I don't want to take a long time because I'm not a geologist. But from what I understand, in order to make a diamond or to make a precious stone, there's got to be a lot of pressure. There's got to be a lot of heat and force and the jarring together. Is that correct? What are you doing? I'm making something jasper. Why am I going through this? God, you don't love me anymore. I don't understand why. The, I don't think you. I'm creating something in my image and in my likeness. Oh, how do I get that? I got to stay full of the spirit because this is this. I can't handle this by my, huh? What am I doing? He said, shall tribulation separate me from the love of God? No, no. Shall distress? Oh, no. Or he goes on and even says, shall persecution? No, no. Or famine or nakedness or peril or sword? For thy sake we are killed all the day long. We are counted as sheep for the slaughter. Nay, in all things we are more than conquerors through him that loved us. For I am persuaded that neither death nor life nor angels nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor depth, nor any creature shall separate me. 
it's doing something to me. What's it doing? It's changing me into his image. It's transforming me into his likeness. Oh, I, you don't understand. I just feel like I've just been hit with one blow after another to be like to be like on earth I want to escape and go to heaven and get out of here and not have to deal with any of this huh on earth I don't like any of this but he's got me in the trying to sculpt something so that when people see me they go wow there's something to living for God. I, if you can do it, wow! I know who, I know what you're going through. When I see people here that are struggling to walk into the door and recognize they've got family situations and a wife and physical body and pain and go through, but they're trying to be like Jesus. That's what it's all about. Is he going to make me in his image and in his likeness? Or am I going to be earthy in the dark in an hour in which our society is filled with darkness and anger and frustration? I confess, a lot of times I don't pray for those people that cortisol is flaming in the car next to me. I do wrong. It's kind of like I like to just see how frustrated they can be when I need to be like Jesus. Oh, pastor, do I need to be baptized? You're going to have to pass through the water to get out of this crooked and untoward generation not a question of do I need to it's that I want to make sure that I know and the spirits know I died and took on Jesus so you come after me I'm sorry that's not sticking here because I'm going to be like him it's not a question of you showing you know you say well about salvation it's about I'm showing the world I'm ready to be transformed to the resurrected Christ. Then I receive the Holy Ghost. Why? It's not my spirit. It's not, I can't do it. You think you can handle it? You're able in this hour to keep from getting frustrated and angry and fearful and mad. You can do it. God bless you. I can tell you, I need all the Holy Ghost I can get. I got to keep eating. Lord, I need another bite of the Holy Ghost. I need to read your word some more. I got to be transformed. In fact, I'll read you tonight. In Corinthians, he said, when we start looking at him with open face, we start being trained, changed. When I come in and raise my hands and start praying in the Holy Ghost, <laughs> A sudden it starts changing my image from darkness into light let's stay